Welcome back to Kia Says Some Shit Podcast, a place where we'll be discussing all things in life, according to me. I'm yours, Ken. I definitely got some shit to say. We just finished two significant days in a lover's life. The 14th of February is a day for those of you who show your significant partner love on social media, to your friends and your family, and the 15th for the side pieces, the belly warmers, the ones that are only allowed to take pictures of you from the back, the back of your head, your hand, your shoe, your finger. But what about those in situationships or those who have found themselves having their organs grounded out by a friend? Well, today I want to talk about having sex with friends and if it's possible to go back to being just a friend. There are a few ways people find themselves having intercourse with a friend a one-night stand that turns into a friendship, two people maturely coming to an agreement, you and your ex continuing your sexual activities until one or both of you find someone new. Somehow, you just seem to fall on a dick or some hole in someone's body opened up and swallowed you in. However it occurred, it happens. It happens. Some of us have been in a place where the idea of sleeping with a friend or rather an acquaintance that we are very friendly with is a much better option when compared to the risk of going home with a stranger and ending up in a sex dungeon. There's nothing wrong with sleeping with just a friend. As a matter of fact, some people make it work. They hook up a few times, then they just stop, all while keeping their friendship in one piece. Others, however, end up catching feelings and the whole thing gets completely messier than a shitty baby's diaper. I honestly don't think having sex with your friend is for everybody. Just like I don't think being friends or friendly with an ex is for everybody. But for some of us, it ain't something to write in your journals about. Let me start by saying all of us are not like the other. We all don't react, relate, or release like the next. So let's stop with this generalizing and thinking that sex and feelings can't be separated. All females don't equate sex with love, and all males aren't into emotionless intercourse. There is a whole heap of reasons why people are not here for friendly hanky-panky, like not feeling comfortable about being that vulnerable and intimate with someone they consider a friend, the blurring of boundaries, and possibly not being able to enforce them after the fact, worrying that they'd be bad and bid. Worrying their friend might be bad and bid, the possibility of developing romantic feelings and a general disinterest. At the end of the day, you should not feel any shame about this. Everyone, again, is different. If you never, 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 ever, ever want to fuck your friends, don't. But if you want to play hide the glow worm or play Miss Mary Mac with two mittens, here's a few things to consider. First and foremost, Why? And you might be saying, well, why not? But seriously, why? Is it that you're horny? Your little sweet meat just pulsating and you want someone to squeeze it? Doesn't hurt that your friend is a little tenderoni? If you could simply have sex with a friend, it would make your day a hell of a lot easier. And since all you want is sex, you think you're safe from developing feelings. If they are in and out of your chicken coop, like a fox in the night, everything will be okay. Maybe 
you are crushing on them. And think that if you just get a chance to show them that little thing you can do with your tongue, that perhaps you can trap someone by having sex with them. If you can foster a sexual connection with them, then perhaps a romantic connection will follow. This is how situationships occur. Sometimes it works and sometimes it falls short and you get stuck with the shit in the stick. Do you feel lonely maybe? And crave some type of intimacy that you are willing to collide your body into someone else's that just so happens to be there? Physical intimacy is momentary, especially when your desire is for something more emotional. Or are you in a vulnerable state and looking for a distraction? Drunk, grieving, depressed, etc. can lead us on a path of destruction or enlightenment. But using a person as a distraction to feel alive or not feel at all is something to consider before busting it open. You've got to be willing to not only listen to yourself, but also respectfully listen and learn about how your partner or your friend or what have you feels about it. Because a single act may be two completely different experiences for two people. A lot of hookups are spared a moment. And that's fine. Even if things are happening fast, take a minute to pause and think about the risk. Make sure that you realize that you might change the trajectory of your friendship. If you're not okay with that, don't hook up with your friend. On the bright side, there's also a chance that the friendship grows stronger after you've had that intimate action with each other. Just make sure you're ready to accept any change that does come. And if you are okay with running with scissors, let's talk about the pros and cons. Proximity. Proximity is an influential factor in determining with whom you become friends and whom you may become physically intimate with. People are more attracted to that which is familiar. Just being around someone or being repeatedly exposed to them increases the likelihood that we will be attracted to them. We also tend to feel safe with familiar people, as it is likely we know or assume we know what to expect from them. This idea leads us to believe that the connection we have with someone outside of the bedroom will translate into something lustful, some lustful playtime. Maybe, maybe not. Who's to say? Being comfortable with them is an extension of knowing each other well. And comfort is an important factor when it comes to enjoying sex. And it makes you feel that you can skip that awkward stage where you're getting to know one another and get right to the get down with the get down. Casual sex can put you in potentially dangerous situations. But casual sex with a friend is less likely risky, right? Sex with someone you've only just met puts you at a great risk. Because it usually involves you going back to their place or requires some level of knowledge and trust and have them come back to yours or some random filthy McNasty sex in a stall of a shit dive bar. But sex with a friend should be safer because, again, we're familiar with them. Sex with a friend might be safer in some ways, but don't let that fool you into risky, unprotected sex because you have a false sense of security. Just because their friend doesn't make them any less likely to be carrying around or handing out STDs like a book of expired food stamps. It also doesn't mean you're less likely to get pregnant. No matter if they are a Tinder date 
or your homie's brother. A hookup should be fun. The last thing you want is an unintended consequence like anything with three letters. STD, HIV, or KID. Even if you trust the other person, you should still use protection. Because safe sex makes the sex spectacular. Or whatever Biggie said. Something like that. The sex could be amazing. It could be the most mind-blowing, eye-rolling, intense act you've ever shared with someone that isn't battery-operated or uses a USB charge. That nasty might, in fact, meet your nasty on some short pier on a long winter's night. But we might want to remember that feelings are not actions. Just because the sex is good, it doesn't mean that now you guys are compatible or that this might lead to anything more. What if the sex is trash? I mean, bottom of the barrel, dumpster juice, bot fly swarming, projectile vomiting, trash. Bad sex is an unfortunate fact of life. Sometimes it's the first time and you guys were just a little too eager and things will improve as you get to know each other's desires and bodies, but... Sometimes you're just not sexually compatible. This situation has the potential to be super awkward. You might not know how to tell them. One of you might wind up with hurt feelings or a bruised ego. I mean, looking someone in the eye after you've had sex can sometimes be a little awkward. But if the sex was bad and they are a friend, it could be mortifying. Sex with anyone could lead you to the the possibility of being repulsed by something you saw or smelled or heard and the thought of them afterwards could possibly repulse you, causing you to never again be able to sit across from them at a table and keep your food down without some type of flashback of them trying to shove a tadpole into a two-pronged socket. And perhaps your friendly rendezvous will present you with a front row seat to things you were better off never knowing about that person now causing their ticks and banter with you that you once enjoy to turn you off and piss you off, overshadowing all the things about your friend that once delighted you. What if the sex was so bad you hated the person or feel sorry for them? What if someone develops feelings? If you don't have feelings for your friend, having sex with them could possibly cause them to arise. That's one of the cons to any friends with benefit relationship. Despite having rules and setting up boundaries, one of you may be bound to develop feelings. If the other does, that could be good. However, if you develop feelings, whether you are or aren't compatible, it might lead to a messy breakup, and that is no bueno. There are times in our lives when a relationship isn't really what we want. Perhaps you want to focus on your career, maybe working on a degree, or, you know, you're moving to another city, or you just want to be single and being able to enjoy sex with someone you know and are comfortable with without strings can seem like the ideal solution. But so many end up agreeing to a sexuationship because they are hoping that the friend will eventually become their partner. In reality, that is not a great reason. It's not a good idea either. More often than not, it ends up being painful and upsetting to that person. 
When it's one-sided, someone might feel resentful, feel used, or want more from this relationship than the other is willing to give. You see the problem here? The only reason to have a no-strings-attached sexual relationship is because you truly desire no-strings-attached sex. Not because you are hoping it will evolve into something else. I call this the working the fry station. If you enter the situation ship on a basis of only working or filling one position, there is not room to grow because that's not your position. If you start out the fry station, don't start looking around at the drive-thru and think you are going to get promoted because you seasoned the fries so well. Don't think you're becoming a shift manager because your fries are the best at the time. No, you start at the fry station. You're staying at the fry station. That is what no strings attached means to me. There is or maybe no room for growth. Both parties should go into with a clear understanding of each position. So before going in, I believe that one should become well acquainted with his or her own habits and cues by assessing one's own relationship's history. You may be someone who feels like you aren't at risk of developing an attachment to the friend you're having sex with, but you need to be aware that that could be a possibility. I mean, do you get butterflies in your stomach when you're fall you're falling? For someone, does your skin get hot? Do you get all giggly and googly-eyed? Do you find yourself constantly checking your smart device for notifications or having the urge to text? See, these are all eminent clues to figuring out what your early relationship patterns are. Don't wait until your feelings have you hemmed up. It's best to have a plan ahead of time, just in case you get emotionally involved. You're going to move forward in a way that is responsible and rational. That's easier said than done, right? Maybe it means you'll tell your partner that it's time to end the sex for good. Or maybe it means you need to step away from that person altogether. Look, don't forget you have to protect your peace. And you might be like, what if people find out they're going to judge me? I mean, what if they find out? And if they judge you, is that really in your concern? Do you really care? I mean, some people are funky like a chicken and some are loose like a goose. That being said, everyone's sex life, as long as it's between two consensual, multiple consensual adults, is no one's business but their own. People are likely to condemn you for making decisions that are beyond their own scope of thinking, no matter what. So, of course, it's in finding out someone is going to object it and think it's a bad decision, others might encourage you to begin a relationship even if that's not what you really want. This doesn't mean that you can't tell anyone, but you should choose someone who can be supportive and balanced without issuing judgment. Someone who might ask you the open-ended questions that you might be too afraid or unwilling to ask yourself, like, what if you catch feelings? Because some of y'all be in y'all feelings. So if you ask How can we make this work? Because I'm trying to see something. Let's start off with the basics. Communication. Before you start getting physical, talk to each other about your expectations. Make it clear what you are looking for and listen respectfully to the other person. It doesn't have to be an intense, lengthy conversation, but being open from the beginning will help keep the friendship healthy. You could say, I'm not looking for a relationship, aka I'm looking to work on a fire station. Is it okay with you if we keep 
this completely casual and do you like salt on your fries? Or I'm really attracted to you, but I want to make sure we're on the same page before we cross the line because I still want us to be friends. This leaves both of you with the ability to one, be honest with yourselves and with each other. And two, the ability to choose to decide if you want to venture in while getting the, this could be more thoughts out of your head. And if the night prior ended with a sex fest after an alcohol lubricated night, there should be an honest conversation the next morning or at least in the day that follows. Don't feel weird now. I mean, what's the point of being nervous and feeling awkward? They've already seen you naked. They've seen your little jiggly bits in that mold with the one long hair near your navel that you named King Harry. I mean, you've already crossed a lot of bridges, but one thing that shouldn't be crossed is boundaries and guidelines. To keep things from getting too complicated, lay out some guidelines. You should have a clear, honest conversation once you start hooking up. Let the other person know that you want to keep things light, but that is very important to you to have some boundaries. Try suggesting that you don't spend the night together if that's something that seems too intimate for you. You could also request that they don't hook up with anyone else while you two are hooking up. Because I'm not trying to be indirectly screwing Tom, Dick, and Harry when I could be directly screwing Tom, Dick, and Harry. Or for them to be honest with their sex life in general. I prefer to decide if I want to toss my vagina to the wolves by continuously hooking up with you. Because you're out here playing craps with your own genitalia. I think a boundary that should be established is fine-tuning pillow talk to things that aren't too personal. A nutty buddy isn't someone that is there to cuddle and spill your deep, dark thoughts and emotions to. I mean, yes, we all are going through life. And it's a very nice gesture to be invested in your friends day-to-day. But being too emotionally invested can, again, blur things. If you find that you need to talk to someone... Try talking it out to a family member or another friend. If you depend on your hookup friend for everything, you risk making this a more serious relationship. Remember, hooking up should be fun for both of you. If you both are into each other, just enjoy getting physical. You don't have to put any pressure on anyone to turn this into anything more than it has to be. It's important to respect the other person's boundaries, but mainly try to relax and have fun. You already know and like this person, right? So you don't have to worry about making awkward small talk. I do, however, suggest checking in occasionally about your feelings. But keep things lighthearted. And as sad as it is, we aren't all adults. Some of us carry the age, but not the maturity. And there have been occasions when such physical connections ends on a bad note. Just understand that those late nights of pillow talk, after someone has given you leg-numbing orgasms, can come back to bite you in your ass. At the end of the day, this person was a friend or at least an acquaintance before you two started fondling each other. So I would think you should continue to treat each other with respect. After that nut has been busted, show respect by listening to the other person, respecting their boundaries. Also, how about we we not gossip about them or our relationship? Is really nobody else's business. It's also respectful to respond to texts and calls in a timely manner. Basically, you shouldn't treat your friend any different than you used to treat them in the past. Prioritize your friendship outside of the physical, seeing that there is a huge possibility that you'll stop hooking up at some point. But if you work at it and you work hard, 
There's no reason you can't continue being friends. Keep doing things as friends that don't involve getting physical so that you remember the true foundation of this relationship. And when it's over, let it be over. We had a fun ride, but now this is my stop. Let me get off. Let me get off. Be upfront and honest when you're ready to stop hooking up. Maybe you've met someone or maybe the fun has just run its course and fizzled out. Whatever the reason, have a talk with your friend and tell them that you want to be just friends again. You can share as much or as little about your reason as it is comfortable to you. The important part is that you let them know what you need and want and let them be honest with you. Be an adult about it. Maturity should come with age, but it doesn't. There are a whole lot of old-ass children with grandbabies and AARP memberships. Be mature or relatively advanced physically, mentally, and emotionally by being able to talk openly about everything from sex to emotions without fear or shame. Being able to own your own emotions, understanding that if you have a friend who's also a lover, but you don't have a romantic relationship with that person, you have no claim to claim somebody that does not claim you. Avoid being possessive. The most important thing for both of you to do is to be mature. And the best way to show your maturity is to not be possessive of something that's not yours. Let's normalize ending toxic traits of possessing people. Remember your friends before this and after this, hopefully. And you need to treat each other that way. Demanding to know where someone is, what they did last night or who they are having lunch with tomorrow or popping up at someone's house in the middle of the night or leaving unsavory comments on each one of their social media posts and so on and so forth is not acceptable between friends or even stable adults. It will be normal to have some feelings of jealousy, but you must do your best to get over those feelings. Your friend is his or her own person and has the right to make independent decisions without consulting you. Being too possessive of them will only make them resent you and no friendship can flourish with resentment in the mix. Also, can we not provoke jealousy either? I mean, yes, if we're going to be 100 with ourselves, we're a bunch of petty patties. And it definitely can be an ego boost to know that someone we used to ruin sheets with is jealous of our new flame. But it's a little immature to try to make them feel that way. So you trying to make someone jealous is, yes, petty, immature, and a terrible way to transition from friends to lovers back to friends. I said all of that to say this. If you decide to sleep with a friend, can it work? Yes. Yes, it can. Absolutely can. Can you go back to being friends after? Yes. Yes, you can. Does it work for everyone? No, it absolutely does not. Can ex-lovers be friends? Again, they can. They most certainly can. Look, by avoiding certain situations, keeping a mature attitude and planning out and managing your interactions, yes, two people can find friendship even after sex. And it sounds simple enough, but it takes some finesse and understanding that without communication, honesty, personal accountability, emotional awareness, and overall maturity, you can have sex with a person and not 
affect your friendship. Thank you for listening. And every Wednesday, you can find me at Kia Said Some Shit on Instagram where you can leave questions, comments, concerns, or if you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on an upcoming episode, drop it in my DMs. See you guys next week. Bye.